Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Super Deluxe Gamescast. It is Thursday, October 28th. And guys, next week, Derek, less than a week till Extra Life, baby. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so fucking ready, man. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Oh, my God. Me, I'm you, Bustin, I'm excited, Brittany. too. I'll be there. I know. Well, no, Justin, I was just about to mention you. So, so Derek, <laughs> Justin, and Britt are all going to be at my place next week, and we're going to be streaming for 24 hours. Uh, Friday, we're going to do a little pre-stream with, uh, with some Mario Party, uh, the new one that's coming out tomorrow. Which is really apparently it's really good, guys. Like, and I that's awesome because I needed a good Mario Party game after fucking after the after Super Mario Party. Um, but uh, well, hold on, Mike looks confused. Mike, what do you? Confused I like about? Super Mario Party. I thought it was good. It was well, fine. It's it's Mario Party, and I I wrote back in my US Gamer days that Mario Party is like the worst game that you should play in any oh. sort of relationship. It is yes, if you ever want to like true. build or grow that <laughs> my like, family or anything like that. Just my that is 100% with true. my younger brothers would be so much better if my parents never got us the Mario Party 7 bundle. <laughs> <laughs> so so the yeah, fact that you're like looking forward like I'm looking forward to Mario yeah. Party. I'm just kind of like it's yeah. like self-flagellation oh, like a little bit a little bit. Everyone knows John's a tiny bit of a of a masochist, so uh, uh, wait, hold on. It's masochist. Not, uh, did you say masochist? Yeah. Masochist. <laughs> like masochism? That, I don't know. Shit, whatever. I'll, I'll masochist. All out. It's like saying, that's like saying, what a chaotic podcast we're on. I, that's like, always how I've heard it pronounced. You know what? Maybe that's how we say it in Kentucky. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just giving you our time. But at any rate, next week's going to be a lot Here of fun. Here in Kentucky, we just say that boy ain't right. We're doing a uh, we're doing a 24 hour Pokemon Nuzlocke. It's Emerald, right? Pokemon yes. Emerald. Emerald. Yeah, uh, uh, we're doing Pokemon Emerald. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fucking nightmare. I'm getting hammered. I know that Derek's bringing edibles. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking nightmare, guys. Like hey, it's gonna be bringing uh, the G uh, fuel. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's gonna I'm, be a just, good... I'm just gonna be drinking the G fuel. You guys <laughs> can do whatever nonsense you want. I'm just gonna be dr drinking G fuel and oh, eating yes. garbage the whole Justin. time. <laughs> Justin is gonna Justin is gonna enter the zone. John like, has a big his... dry erase board so that I can go full like Glenn Beck on that shit. I, I <laughs> so do. As I, as I get higher and higher and we do this Pokemon Nuzlocke. Also, <laughs> with the scribbles. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just want to throw it there. Fuck Zelda. Glenn Beck. Just throwing it. Fuck Glenn Beck. I mean, fuck um, Glenn Beck, for sure. Just saying. But, um, but, but all that aside, we got a cool guest on tonight. Mike Williams is a, is a good buddy of mine. I've been trying to get him on here for a while. Uh, you probably know him uh, from his days at US Gamer, and he has now moved on to Fanbyte. Which is, is just the fucking Super Smash Brothers of essential like, games yeah, journalism it, it at this really point. Fucking, dude, that's a great analogy. Everybody I, I, I love and respect and admire is 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 suddenly at fan bite and it's it's making life really easy for me so. it's really cool and there there's a lot of good shit going on at fan bite yeah. and mike your position over there you are like the lead final fantasy 14 guy which already makes you even cooler than you already were technically the lead is michael hyam who used to be at games Bob, oh mike is, was, mike, mike is the lead mike is mike is the lead editor he is okay. technically the section head technically i, I was hired purely to be a staff writer but yes we we basically our job is purely to write about final fantasy 14 and all of its rising glory um 
and uh, it's it's fantastic. Like basically, I lived on the review treadmill for years, playing every like major game, and now I, I play some. Like I still get to do other stuff on Fanbyte, but for the most part, I just have to worry about fourteen. There is, you know what? There are worse jobs to have, Mike. It's there are it, worse jobs to have than having to play Final Fantasy jobs. fourteen constantly. Um, and and you've actually played Endwalker, right? I have indeed. Um, I, I the, got to play it for eight hours. The expand, which by the way, Endwalker is the upcoming expansion to the critically acclaimed MMORPG that is now playable up to level sixty and includes. Yeah, I was going to say, what's Heaven's the work. rest of the? Um, yeah. yeah, of course, right? Like, like it goes goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway because eventually nice level seventy probably I have to level seventy and it'll yeah. include like uh, what uh, Shadowbringers. It'll include uh, Shadowbringers. Uh, Storm, Stormblood. 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 Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. I want to see something. I, I got a copy of Final Fantasy VII from my library. Let's see if it has a little insert. No, it doesn't. Because usually okay. Square Enix games yeah. have little insert. Can they, can, can, so, no, this one, I'm safe. I'm safe. I mean, Square? I mean, they wouldn't put the insert uh, for the best, most profitable Final Fantasy in a weaker Final Fantasy. So hold that's up, just... hold up. No, my Avengers, my Avengers case is also empty. But I did so, get a Ballad what, Wonderworld one in my in my Nero. Can Square Enix <laughs> give me a paid month off of work so I can actually get somewhere in Final Fantasy fourteen? That's the, that's the next step. Be, that's the next step beyond the free trial, you know, like yeah. universal yeah. basic income as long as you're playing <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I mean, do you need that? The creator of Final Fantasy, Hironobu Sakaguchi, the, the Gucci, the Gooch. He finished a Realm Reborn in 16 days. He's a Heaven's Word in like dude. two. Like I've been writing about his his journey. He is trucking entirely too fast. Sakaguchi is a fucking machine. And and you know to Derek's point, Derek, since this is a Square Enix sponsored podcast, um, unfortunately, you, somehow <laughs> you would think you would think um, it. I'm it's still fucking wilds me out that we're actually square enix influencers but but you would actually think that they would give you that month of of, of paid time yeah, off. they would call up so, my news station and and tell them that they need to be without me for they're yeah. gonna take you to like a secluded base with like nothing but a bed and uh <laughs> and a PC. yeah and, Just and you're gonna spend like a month there you're gonna spend a month there like nothing that's it <laughs> but like a it, thx1138 it, it, <laughs> Right now, anybody watching the show? There's like a bucket show, in the corner, and then they like they like slide food into the room every now and then. There's like fucking G Fuel under the fucking door. Just, <laughs> just a plate of <laughs> fucking G Fuel gummies. G like, Fuel gummies. Here, drink up. Bags of Doritos. Just right here. Now, right now, Piece anybody shit. anybody watching this podcast live is looking at the background of my room and thinking it's hard to believe this would be a Square Enix sponsored podcast. Like I, I have trouble believing. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe that, that they didn't block you after as many times as you've added them. I mean, look, all I'm saying is I love Square Enix, but yeah, I'm waiting for my DM oh, after all the praise I gave Stranger of Paradise. I, I'm, I'm waiting for my residuals on that. No, Rar, Rar is fucking up with that Toby shit in chat, and can I, I'm not. Can I'm I, not uh, doing that. Speaking of which, can I transition then into the most recent sponsored Ooh, yes, Square Enix thing that we've been doing? Week. You can actually. Oh. Um. So we're all going to go over the games that we've been playing lately, but the game I've been playing this week was a code provided by Square Enix uh, for coverage. I did a two and a half hour stream of it on Monday night. Great fucking uh, job, too. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so I've been playing it. I finished it this afternoon. We're going to have a full review up in the next few days uh, once we can get to record it. But I 
I came away very impressed. I was not enthused for that game before launch. I was not impressed by any of the marketing. Um, I also wasn't a big fan of the studio's last game. So I had very low expectations going in. But this game has won me over in a way not many big AAA games have in a while. Like, usually I know what I'm getting when I buy into, like, a big AAA game. Um, and I think just because of the way that this is structured and what it excels in, it doesn't show off very well in trailers because it's so heavily built around the dialogue and the reactive dialogue in everything you do. Literally every single room, every single encounter has a ton of unique, uh, dynamic and reactive dialogue just for that room. And it changes based off of dialogue options that you make. It changes based off of like paths that you take. Um, there's a lot in there and the script is clearly like, above all the main focus of this game mm -hmm. i noticed um, that i noticed that actually just just yeah, from like the two so, and a half hours of your stream the, the streaming this game is kind of hard it's very not stream friendly because it has a ton of licensed music and nearly non-stop dialogue which makes it very <laughs> difficult to stream um yeah do not do not attempt to put this to stream this game or post anything on youtube without turning the streamer mode on because you will get so many content <laughs> copyright twitch, twitch has got to do something about this man like but, um, i mean <laughs> but yeah you hear about the forza doing something like forza so it has songs that they own so when you turn on the streamer mode it keeps music but it's songs that they own and they've gone through and for like their cutscenes and stuff that are synced to certain songs, they've resynced for streamer mode. Good, but you shouldn't have to work. That yeah, I was gonna hard. say that's very no, cool, really but that shouldn't. seems like yeah, a lot you... of work for. Yeah, no, there's a there's a lot of moments in Guardians where it's just silence if you're playing it in in story mode. Oh, there are some. No, uh, Life is Strange: True Colors had the same issue. Like there's an emotional scene where there's like a Kings of Leon song playing, and it's all inside. It's all completely silent for like Kings five minutes. Kings of Leon. <laughs> what is this 2008 yeah yeah, yeah back when i was a young man of 28 years old um but yeah um i i came away really really enjoying the game i i do think i do have a number of complaints gameplay wise because the combat and level design is very it's, it's not the best it, like it's combat basic wise, and like, serviceable is how i would describe it right but the script the character the voice the voiceovers and the art design are incredible like i was thoroughly thoroughly impressed with that stuff and it really really won me over um i think this is some of the best like stuff that i've seen for like particularly gamora and star lord are way better in this game than i think they are in the movies uh they really de delve deep into like their personalities um and backgrounds it delves deep into like all the traumas that each member of the team have and like and it's it is very funny it's guardians of the galaxy but like it's really really touching in a way that i wasn't expecting and like the jokes a lot of it is like in character stuff it's not just like quippy um kind of stuff it i was so so taken aback like the the level of density in this script is huge um i like i i know what it takes to write stuff like this especially since a lot of it is reactive a lot of it can change based off of your decisions and like they because they had to collaborate on every level to get you know the script running right. like that like it's it's not just the writers and it's not just the voice actors like they're 
collaborating with level designers. They're collaborating with the art team and stuff. Um, so, Justin, I want to can I interject here real quick? Sure. Because because while she's in. So so actually, Amy, the uh, who is the accessibility lead for Square Enix West is in chat right now. And uh, um, her team. I, I, can we talk about accessibility while she's in chat real quick? Justin, because I feel like from a like okay, I have yeah. not seen. Yeah, I have not seen difficulty options as customizable as I have seen in Guards of the Galaxy. Like like they yeah, so just the, knocked it out of the park. The the accessibility options are pretty good. Uh, you can really custom like there are four presets as usual for difficulties. But you can like really, really customize it. You can make it almost you can make it almost like a paw like pause and select like classic western rpg if you wanted to uh like with the settings uh there's i i was really impressed with the subtitles menu um because i was working with that for going on the stream because i wanted to make sure the subtitles were on for anybody watching on stream because it can be harder to follow dialogue that way um and it's like every single character is color coded uh you can change the colors for them you can put up backgrounds you can change the size you can change the spacing between letters um it's 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 like really really detailed and this is something i know a lot of people i because i play everything with headphones i usually don't have subtitles on but i know a lot of people have a lot of trouble with reading text in a lot of triple a games just on a basic level and so like they really do have a lot of really good um accessibility options in this game uh you know, a but friend yeah, of the I, show, Justin, actually was involved, uh, was was part of that accessibility team. Yes, so shout, shout out to Grant Stoner. Um, Grant, good friend of the show. Uh, he was part and parcel of that accessibility team. Um, and who just and they just overall just knocked that out of the fucking park from what I can see. Yeah. Um, but, Mike, uh, go ahead, man. Uh, well, like I, the, the, the interesting thing that I, I found about this game is that like it, it, it hit and everyone was surprised that it was really good, even though I actually did like the the studios uh uh idos's previous games um oh yeah it it feels like there wasn't enough faith in the game i i mean i think avengers kind of of poisoned the well i think on that which is unfortunate because i enjoyed avengers story mode even if i think as 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 did i as a live game was terrible but yeah we we and we've we talked about that before but um i i really do think that like this game i think summing it up it almost felt kind of more like a telltale kind of game to me than a typical triple a action adventure game that i think a lot of people went in expecting and And there was a telltale guardians of the galaxy game wasn't there there was was actually yeah um and it wasn't great this one's very good um but like i think if you go in with that kind of expectation and like it really feels like you played through an entire arc of a comic um the characters have a lot of screen time. They can go into their backgrounds a lot and it really, really comes out. It's not like, I mean, I, some, an issue with a lot of movies, um, especially with superhero movies, when there's a lot of lore involved is the short runtime makes it difficult to get all that in here. This game, it was like twice as long as I expected. It took me about 20 hours to finish. Um, the art direction is fantastic. Oh, the art, the art direction is really wonderful. It is really, um, like it, this game bleeds color. Um, it really looks, it, re- it really took in like the seventies, eighties sci-fi designs that has so en- heavily influenced uh, the IP and just like throws it all on screen, oozing color. It's great, but it really feels like this is like a complete arc in a way that you don't really get with the movies. Um, and I, I, I came away really impressed. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to go into more detail with my full review, but yeah, I, if you were looking forward to this game, 
Um, I think if you go in knowing that it's really just heavily focused on dialogue and story, um, I think you're going to come away really enjoying it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I'm so glad the game turned out and well. Yeah, um, thank you again to Square Enix for providing us with a code. Um, it, was, it was a big deal for us. It was a big deal for me um, getting to cover it. So um, that, that I mean, was, really was a cool. big deal for the whole team getting to cover it. That's that's one of our bigger codes. So and, and there, there's hope. Hopefully it succeeds. Uh, like in, in terms of the competition, it's it's doing pretty well right now good um good especially looking at insomniac getting to play with spider-man twice and then well three times now and wolverine soon um perhaps idos montreal either they get to do guardians 2 or perhaps they also get to play with some other part of the marvel canon uh like i, I i'm just a big comics guy so more superhero let's get next games. wave let's get next wave oh game. <laughs> see this is what i'm talking it. about I'm i mean it. they they really do lean into a lot of like the cosmic marvel stuff which which is really cool there there's some deep cuts that <laughs> that come up in this game which i was very happy to see so we uh you know we do need to move on so i'm going to uh i'll, I'll go i'll go real quick because i'm, I'm going to be quick um, and then we'll kick it over to Mike, uh, talk about what you've been playing this week. Um, but, um, so I've been replaying, uh, Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster. I know it's a stretch, me playing a Final Fantasy game. It's weird. It's unprecedented, even, maybe. Um, but I just, I needed, I needed some, I needed some fucking JRPG comfort food. So I'm about finished with my second playthrough of Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster. Of course, Der Derek, did you finish the Pixel Remaster? Yeah. Yeah. Four? Yeah. Yes. Dude, dude, dude the re the the rearrangement of like the whole final boss theme when you're fighting Zeramus is I'll, I'll never forget that i'll never forget derek's reaction when he streamed the game and he heard that boss music rearranged for the first time and it's just like dude, it's a like, clip your eyes people closed, can look it up your eye yeah your eyes closed and like you you i feel like you you experienced a moment vibing. Yes. yeah it was it's good it's real good, good. Um, but really today, excited for that FF5 pixel remaster. Me too. November 10th, man. Me or 11th? No, it's the 10th. It's the 10th. Um, but today I've been playing Dusk, and I hadn't played that before. Uh, and I picked it up on Switch. Um, guys, this game fucking rules. I love this game. Uh, it's better than Quake. I was, I was going to throw it out there. Dusk is a Quake style shooter. If you don't know what it yes, is, yes, it is a it is a very very clear homage to. Um, you know, mid nineties, first person shooters like Doom, Quake. This game fucking rules. Uh, it's very Lovecraftian, uh, and uh, you know, a lot of lot of lot of deep dark blood reds, and you know, like it. It's not a um, yeah. Like, I don't want to say too much about it because if you haven't played it, you really owe it to yourself to get in there and just kind of immerse yourself in the environment. Like it's it's it. It's just so it's such a good fucking game and it runs beautifully on the switch. It's a dark game. Like I said, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of deep blacks. There's a lot of like blood reds um, and it really pops on the uh, on the on the OLED. Like it, it looks fucking phenomenal on the OLED uh, and uh, haven't played it yet, but I'm going to uh, uh, start Fatal Frame uh, made in Blackwater after the podcast here. Um, I love Fatal Frame. Uh, and there, there's no such thing as a bad Fatal Frame to me. I, I love horror games, period. So I'm really excited to see what this looks. Because I mean, again, considering how dark this game is, like it should be a fucking, it should look like a fucking banger on the OLED screen. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Mike, what you been playing uh, this week, man? 
I have been playing uh, and just started it up again. I played for the trial week and then it launched uh, Riders Republic. Hell fucking yeah. Uh, which Hell is um, Ubisoft have sort of been floundering their way through sort of different extreme sports and and they had Steep and they had the crew too, both of which had some ideas but didn't quite work. And somewhere in between Steep, so this is the Steep team that's working on this, and the crew too, is this game. And it really works in a way that neither Steep nor the crew too did. Like, in terms of, like, Steep, the snowboarding and skiing was pretty good. It's a little bit better here. Um, but adding other sports just adds a lot more variety to the game. And in terms of the crew, too, for some reason, like you have the entire shrunken port of the U.S., but since you couldn't really like step outside of your car, it's just sort of driving around and doing events. Whereas, uh, you know, in Riders Republic, you can like if you're on a the edge of a bluff or a mountain or whatever, you can, you know, get off your bike, get off your skis and just relax and take it all in. There's. Uh, you know, hang gliding, there's paragliding, you can just bike along places. It's just a real chill vibe game. Um, it's not the best downhill bike racing game. It's not the best snowboarding game or skiing game, but it is good enough at all of those things. And they've, uh, like Ubisoft has a problem with building two big maps. This map is just about the right size to so have gotta, enough different stuff. I've got to ask the rest of the group here. Does this not sound like a Jeff game? Kind of. Kind it of. Is, it does. Like a, I, I kind of wish Jeff was here because I, yeah. I I got my review code this morning and I and I really want to talk tell him all about it. it it's 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 a this in like a perfect world, Jeff and I would have an entire podcast series where we just recount what we do each day in this game do it do it <laughs> fuck it man like, i don't think he's gonna I, play it i don't think he's gonna play it though i'll i, I will pick it up for him if i have i mean to, he, but... he doesn't want to play ubisoft games yeah right he's now, not like oh that's yeah, yeah yeah that's right yeah that, that, that's, that's i mean that's the only reason why he's he's not playing yeah exactly that's right i feel bad I, for jeff because he loves ubisoft games mike keep going man i, I didn't mean to cut yeah you no i mean it, it's it's just a, a real uh dope chill vibe game except for the stunts like I get too deep in these little stunt. They do stunt courses where it's like you have to take a bike and like you're on a, a thin little piece of wood and then you have to make a jump and and I'll 50, sit 50, right and I'll sit there for like 30 minutes just trying to knock out those which are like white knuckle. But otherwise, it's it's such a chill vibe game. Um, I, I really enjoy it. It's 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 just a dope ass game. And, uh, you know, let's kick it over to Derek. Derek, what are you okay. playing this week, buddy? Yeah, so there's, there's playing, two buddy. games that came out this week that I think most people who know me know are, like, immediate must-plays for me. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, Age of Empires has to wait. Uh, I'm going to stream that tomorrow so on the channel. I, look, I spent way too many hours on Age of Empires 2. I'm very excited to check out Age of Empires 4 for the first time tomorrow on our channel. I already but, know um, what the next one is. Yeah, today I uh, I finally I grabbed Super Robot Wars 30. Uh, I am a huge Super Robot Wars fan. <laughs> I am a huge mecha anime fan. I have played um, all three like multiple times of the recent 
actual like English translated titles. But this is a big deal. Super Robot Wars has never been released in the US. There were two GBA games that were completely original characters and robot designs, but they weren't the big crossover games. You didn't have like Gundam and Evangelion and and, and stuff like that getting Chubby mashed robot. together. You could pick up the last two games, the Asia version. Yeah. Last three, had yeah. English. you can get the, the English translated uh, versions from is like that, Hong Kong. I'm sorry for interrupting. Is that the one with the, the Bebop crew? Where, like, they uh, come together? T has the Bebop crew, and one. yes, that's one of them. So. Yeah, but but they were they were prohibitively expensive to pick them up. You had to like go through PlayAsia or something. Yeah, so you're paying like 80 bucks brand new um, yeah. around the time of launch. It, it's probably gotten cheaper now, but... but um, Anyway, 30 actually got released in the United States on Steam in English for the first time. This is yeah, crazy. I was gonna, I, yeah, so Derek, like the, I, this was confusing me. Like, I know a lot of these games don't get localized. This one was, right? Yes, and presumably okay. at great... Well, they all have been... Well, the last localized. several have been localized, but they only sold them in Asia because the licensing and copywriting of all of these different shows is a nightmare. Oh, they supported English, but you still had to import. Yes, right. you had and to that's get an import cost copy. a lot. You had to buy like, the Hong Kong version. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But 30, uh, the the PC version got released in the United States officially. Uh, you can also still get it on PS4 and on Switch. You just do have to import a copy. Presumably, I've heard that something to do with, with Japanese licensing is easier on PC a lot of times than it is on um, consoles. But so so something there is going on. But I've been playing Super Robot Wars 30. It's very good so far. It is clearly a much bigger game than the last three were. V, X, and T were all kind of built on the same basic engine and setup and interface and everything. And they feel very samey and interchangeable. You could kind of play all three of them in whatever order, and you'd have no idea which one actually came out first. Right. But 30 actually feels like the next step forward for these games. It feels a lot more content packed immediately. It feels like there's a lot more to the kind of base management and you actually have like a world map and mission select menu. So instead of going from level one to level two, level three, level four, all the way through the end of the game, there's some nonlinear aspects to the mission select, uh, which means maybe I might be able to get some characters like out of order. We'll find out. But I just love the Super Robot Wars games. They're fun. They're big, dumb anime bullshit. They are Fire Emblem with way too much drip going on. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's truly good shit. And I mean, you usually get like one. You tend to get a very dope opening song, like mm. super, super uh, like jam project style always jam project just just lets it loose on the soundtrack man um even if it's not jam but it's like and then you get all of these uh mecha from different and mecha is soft because they've they've sort of expanded just a tiny bit outside like gridman uh quadruple s grid gridman is um is in this one is is in this new one yeah which is Kind of kind of pushing a little further away from traditional mecha. Cowboy Bebop was in the last one. Cowboy Bebop's not exactly a mecha show, but you know, you get and, Spike uh, Spiegel flying his little jet. is coming in DLC 2, they've said. I think. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. That <laughs> um, is so good. But like, if you love 
love these like series like each of the characters that are in there are added with a lot of love like a lot of callbacks they usually try to make sure they get the voice actors um it's 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 just a fantastic yeah. strategy series if you're, I think you're a fan of that even if you don't know the mecha anime in question like if you like big meaty super finicky mess with every little little option and and development um strategy rpgs like you'll love this if you love super in the weeds jrpgs you'll love this but i mean if you're just a mecha anime fan like why would you not so yeah super war 30 i just i just I just love listening to Derek talk about anything that has to do with kaiju or big robots because yeah. Derek is a great friend and I just love seeing my friends happy. Yes. So it's good to see you smiling in face, bud. Big dumb nerd. That's fantastic. And speaking of people I love, CJ, I saved the best for last. That was a good transition. You shouldn't have saved it for last because I feel like I'm going <laughs> to repeat a lot of things. Um, so piggybacking <laughs> off Mike, I guess, um, I, I got my review code for Riders Republic, but I did not play through the trial because I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to wait. Um, just going fresh. Um, you, you hit a lot of the points I, I wanted to make. It's a very good, it, it feels like a good, like improvement on what steep was. Um, the reason why I want to talk about it, the reason why it's significant is because steep, uh, for those who don't know, back when I was a freshman in college, I wrote for my, my papers arts uh, section before I became the editor and Ubisoft sent me two physical review copies of PS4 games. Um, to review around that time. This was 2016. So I received um, Watch Dogs 2, which I liked, and then Steeped, Steep, which I loved. So it's it's kind of come full circle in, in a way where it's like, you know, five years ago, I I, I was starting this career um, and, and I, you know, I got this new IP in, in, to review and everything. And I ended up loving it. Obviously, it's not without its problems. I think a lot of the controls yeah. are fucking mess. It, it's really not newcomer friendly even though it tries to be it feels like this weird like you know hey if you like skate three uh sorry <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna have fun you know controlling this fucking bullshit um but i i still loved it because again i was hungry for i love extreme sports games as you all know i'm not gonna say the uh the name of, of that series because i think people are already counting um <laughs> how many times i mention it but i i love extreme sports games i love um i love open world bullshit this was the the marriage of it i never played the crew two that seems like my shit and I, I should probably pick it up at some point. It's always on sale, but Riders Republic is, is this perfect like um, improvement on that formula right from the get go. They give you a bunch of options on how to control um, driving, like riding a bike feels great. Snowboarding feels great. Skiing feels great. Using one of these ridiculous vehicles, like the, the wingsuit was like in, in the tutorial, like felt really good. Um, I genuinely love it. As with most sports games, the dialogue is horrendous. Good God, I fucking skip, I skip everything. Yeah, it, it, it has the Forza Horizon problem yes. where it's trying so hard to be, like, cool, but it's, like, takes, because I also played Horizon 5, it takes that to the next level. Like, it, it, oh my God. it's goofy. Is, is it bringing that, hold on, hold on, is it is it bringing that hello fellow kids energy? Oh my like, god, it's like the worst episode of Rocket Power you've ever seen. That show really fucking sucks. <laughs> because it, it, it's it's very much... There are some bits that are like, that kind of got a laugh out of me. Like They're like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know, Mike, if you remember this, like that the, the guy you mean in the beginning, the chef guy, where it, like, it cuts to him in, a, in the helicopter, I laughed. And then after yeah. that, I'm like, 
Every time I'm like, shut the fuck up, please. But but he's like he's like so like ah I'm so cool and then like it's dropping like terminology that I'm like, I don't think that's real. Um but it's fun. It's it's so fun and they even have like weird races where they're like, okay, let's everyone is in a a rocket powered cycle or in a giraffe costume and we're all racing. There are mass races where it's just not necessarily a battle royale, but it's like a hundred or so players are dropped into a race and you just have to survive. It's great. Like it, you just have to get to the bottom and not utterly face plant yourself. I've I've played a couple of like racing games this year. Um I think this sits at the top of that like racing slash sports um void. You know, yeah. I don't I, I that'll probably change once fours of fives out probably but this this kind of like is like no no this is what i want it's something different you're on bikes you're not on cars you're on you know snowboards you're on skis you're on all these different things and we don't again we don't get a lot of that again fuck ubisoft we've we've gone over the laundry list of issues i respect jeff for his like decision to take a stand i really do all this stuff but in a way and similar to ea they're the only studio willing to like put out something different it's still a open world fucking bullshit a thon there's still fucking gear and i hate that there's still like the art the weird rpg elements but it all comes together in a way where i'm like okay i can pg elements now you're speaking my language oh, no man it's, it's fucking stupid it's it's all tacked on but it, it's it but it comes down in a way where it's like something stupid about rpg like, it, it like, comes, like yeah you'll finish a race and it'll be like here's a faster bike and like, like dude it's like marginally better it's like two points and like and like well, what what is this like what why am i playing like destiny now with my bike you know um but again it comes together in a way where like this is the kind of game i wanted this is gonna eat up so much of my free time because i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna go run around this thing i can listen to fucking what song no they put fucking the offsprings all i want in this fucking game fuck yeah Riding around like crazy taxi. Yeah, there, there is one bad song. There's like a like a a light rock version oh, of Gangster's Paradise. I heard that, and I'm like, no man, no fucking way. White people did it again. That I went into the fucking. <laughs> uh, I wanted to like the. I turned down all like the, the, the noise and the game sound effects, the UI. I'm like, There's no fucking way I'm hearing this. There's yeah. no fucking. It's like some you know like like when when white women go on YouTube, they'll have like a guitar and they'll they'll play like a a cover of like a trap song. They did that right. on Gangster's Paradise. And, and they the all have that same very weird accent when they sing it. Yes, right. yes, yes. yes. That yeah. that weird airy, like with way too much high in there. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my I know god, exactly he's talking about it. Ridiculous. Honestly, you. I, I completely forgot about it because even though I played it today, you reminded me. Now my enthusiasm tanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, most, <laughs> of, most, most of the songs CJ. are fine. It's not as good. Like Forza Horizon, I also did like in the preview a, a good couple hours, and their song selection is fantastic. Oh man, even this is decent. The thing with Ubisoft is they're very weird with song selection in any game. Like, do you remember Watch Dogs One? It's like a game set in Chicago. No Smashing Pumpkins song. We have one Weezer song, I think, <laughs> and um, we have no. We have one Chicago song. Um, and we have that. We have two chains and, and Pharrell. Watch Dogs Two got better. Watch Dogs Three got better. Steep yeah. had a weird selection, also. Um, so again, uh, and the, the only the, the exception to that rule is obviously Far Cry Six, so they had salsa songs. But everything else, they, ha- they have no idea how c- good curation works. Yeah. They have, they have, but 
to wrap this up, it's a great game. It really is. I'm happy. I I'm. It feels good to play like a big AAA extreme sports game. Um, this will hold me over until Forza. This will hold me over until EA and Criterion drop their Need for Speed. I'm I'm in a good place now. It, yeah. it, it, it's the stars aligned for me. And, and and also the best part is it, it populates the rest of the world. So like when you open the map, you can see a bunch of people floating around, same as Forza's driver tars. But I, I think what it does is it makes sure to pull in people who are doing nonsense. Mm-hmm. So like you'll just be walking yes. around and like feeling the vibe and some dude will go flipping like down the mountain like ragdolling and you're just like i know i I saw today some guy was in the rocket wings but like he was t-posing because i guess he got stuck in that position it was the absolute funny in the middle of a river he's just like this with the fucking rocket wings and he's wearing like all pink or something you know what is this cyberpunk or some shit basically (laughs) yeah it's 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 real like i was just like cruising like on a bike i was just like riding around because you can just if you're not gonna go to an event you can just cruise along the road and then like some guy like came across the road like just wee and then hit a rock and then just face plant and i was just like okay well then i guess this is this is what's happening so um so i i think we do need to hop into our first uh our for the first of our two major topics tonight thanks for th- thanks all of you for for talking about what you've been playing this week um uh so we got two things two big things to talk about the first thing we're going to tackle is uh unfortunately i i fucking hate that we have to keep talking about this but uh more activision blizzard news uh today so everybody knows um because we have talked about it on this podcast at length that's not the reason everybody knows uh but um you know there has been a culture of complete uh denigration of women at activision blizzard for years and years and years and years now um now earlier this year uh activision ceo bobby Kotick took uh took a pay cut he reduced his base salary to $875,000 a huge sacrifice for this man um it's been a wonder it's been, it's it's been amazing that he's been able to survive this long on 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 a salary like that um and i want to point out that was a 50% pay cut uh so he was his salary was what like you know fucking six million i I can't even do the math i guess i literally can't do math so one important part of context that i think is important for this story the past two years the exec board or like the investor board um for activision has actually started to raise questions about bobby kotick's salary and bonuses being so high, it's actually having a negative impact on the Good, profits of him. the company. Yeah. Um, and he and he has Good. narrowly won the votes to maintain that for the for the past couple of years. Good, he can. Good, he can lick my fucking butt. So because <laughs> like, like every time every year there's a new story about how you know Call of Duty devs get crunched or they're fired or they're laid off. We laid off 200 uh, people from Activision Blizzard and then Kotick got okay, yeah, exactly several right. hundred million most successful bonus. year ever a couple years ago ever and off 800 people yeah <laughs> the so, same day so so this morning uh, and I'm reading I'm quoting an article here uh, from GamesIndustry.biz great article. Um, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick has asked the company's board of directors to reduce his salary and compensation to the lowest possible amount under California law, which is another thing we're going to get into, until substantial changes are made to improve the firm's workplace culture. In a letter shared on Activision's investor relations page, Kotick said that he had asked for a pay cut down to $62,500. 
He also said that he won't be awarded any compensation or bonuses on top of his basic salary until the board has determined that we have achieved the transformational gender-related roles and other commitments. Kotick shared five new changes that the company set to make to improve the work the company's workplace culture following the result of an investigation by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. This includes the launch of a new company-wide zero-tolerance harassment policy with tougher rules and consistent monitoring. Any employee found to have retaliated against anyone for making a complaint will be immediately terminated. Uh, it is also committed to increasing, to increasing the percentage of women and non-binary people working in the company by 50%. As well, invest, as well as investing $250 million into accelerating opportunities for diverse talent over the next five years. Uh, and there was one more thing in this article I wanted to read off here. Um, da, 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 right, so here it is. Uh, Kotick's April pay cut preceded news of the lawsuit filed against Activision Blizzard by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing for harassment and discrimination against women. You know you done fucked up bad when the state... When, when the state government brings a lawsuit against your company. And, and I, I got to say something about Kotick here real quick. I, I saw some fucking, I saw some nice piping hot, blazing ass fucking takes on Twitter this morning talking about how, look, what a gesture from Bobby Kotick, right? Are, are you out of your fucking mind? No. His net worth is $8 billion. Right now he's estimated to have $500 million in his checking account. He he's could literally work for free. Like, he's, he's richer than any of us will ever be. He's gonna be fine. And, 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 and the, the trick here is, is that when he institutes these things, and let's say it pays off, does thing they they actually fix development of games other than call of duty and improve revenue three years down the line he's just going to bump his salary up to yeah. probably higher than it was right. before yeah, yeah we've also, investigated uh, ourselves and found that we have solved all of our previous wrongdoings i mean this is just this is just a hollow gesture to get the board off of his back because they're the only people that could remove him well, and he would rather not be removed and also like and also cynically i hope i hope some of these initiatives they're putting money into work i hope the work i have no improves. fucking faith justin i, I, I mean no I, I don't i don't either but i hope they do but if they do don't give credit to bobby kotick for yeah, obviously not, yeah. give credit no. to the people that are that have been raising um the alarm the people that went to the state um, the people it's that are reporting Bobby on Kotick this, yeah, have known like, about this shit for years. Yeah, I mean, Kotick, years. Kotick is one of the like biggest scumbag execs like I have ever encountered in like any like, any even field. before even before the and Justin you you and I talked about it. everyone's always like EA is the worst company around motherfucker. Like, have you read any interview by Bobby I'm, Kotick? I'm this just gonna point is, out as I do regularly. That um, Kotick was in Epstein's little black book. He was. He was. Yeah, he was. I'm, I'm just. You can draw conclusions from that as you will, but that's simply I, a statement. Look, here's here's something. Here's the thing. I fully believe, and this is the first part of this is is gonna get controversial, but you'll get it in the second half. So bear with me. I fully believe that they mean every part of those reforms and they fully intend to follow through on them. Why? Headline three days ago, judge yeah. rejects Activision Blizzard's attempt to pause California sexual harassment lawsuit. Right. They have a, the barrel of a gun pointed directly at their head. 
they are facing something that no other gaming company, to my recollection, no other tech company of their size has really had to face, which is they're in, in the process of an actual lawsuit from the state of California about their practices. I think they yeah. have two. I, they I, might. I, I, they I might well. Federal government is after them one. too. Yeah. Okay, so there's this is two the federal government ones. and there's a the state of California. And that's then. actually so there was that's a whole even thing, crazier. There's there's a whole thing <laughs> oh. where they were trying to get it dismissed because there was a whole thing where some people at one place had originally been at the other. Like it's a mild issue, but like yeah. they were trying to get the whole thing dismissed because <laughs> think, of it like, clearly well, didn't happen. From the beginning, um, they've been they've been, you know, they let all you know, they fired a bunch of people at Blizzard and they did the shuffle and put a few new people in charge, one of which is uh what in Mikey Barra, one of the new people in charge. Yeah, yeah which is like not any yeah. fucking better, y'all. But um you know, they've done that. They're doing all of this. And the reason is because they realize that they are in deep shit. This is not Ubisoft, where what right. Ubisoft had to face was the court of public opinion, which is not an actual court. We can't even cancel, cancel fucking comedians who, who lock themselves in rooms and jerk off at people. Like, what are we going to do to a company? So, um, so compare so, that to Activision actually facing... Like criminal, like fucking. Yeah, yeah. They know they're in trouble, and they're doing I, everything they can to to try to make the argument that well, once we became aware of it, we took care of the problem. So please let us off with a slap on the wrist. So, so bringing up Derek's point about you know about how you know they intend you know or Derek, you believe that they intend to follow through all this because of the the you know the negative. Yeah, they need to because they right. want to lessen those consequences. So so who here they may not is, intend it long term, but sure for now. So who here on this panel is familiar with the term attrition? Vaguely. Right. Okay, yeah. so so in a religious sense, right, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, like attrition used in a religious sense and i'm just using this as, a, as an example here is being sorry for your sins but not because you love god it's because yeah, it's, yeah. it's because it's because you're being threatened with you know punishment right I, I grew up catholic so i learned all about you know being you know being sorry for your sins um that is so what this is is just an example of attrition um you know, Bobby Kotick has known about this shit for years and years and years. And for years, this culture was pervasive at Activision simply because, and Blizzard simply because nobody, because, you know, nobody was rocking the boat, right? You know, and all, and all these women were, quite frankly, too afraid to speak up. And I don't blame them. Um, you know, I mean, uh, this is... You guys remember all those? You guys remember all those nineteen mid nineteen nineties video game ads and like EGM, where you know like like half the games in there were God, just like yeah. titties and ass and you know fucking you know like 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 there would be an ad for an RPG for like a JRPG on Super Nintendo and it would just be like this half naked chick with you know you know big old boobs holding the controller and that had nothing to do See, with the I, actual I grew the up game. in the era of the because um, bigger than everyone's like, yeah, yeah. yeah i grew up in the yeah. era of the ebony uh web web game ads <laughs> yeah everywhere right. come See, and play so, my lord <laughs> like, exactly right yeah and, and 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 so that is essentially that is essentially what what is happening 
or has been happening in the offices of Activision Blizzard. When you talk about like, you know, fucking what was it, cube crawls where where women were forced to just crawl through fucking men's cubes like and, and you know, I would love to sit here and think. And, and yes, I agree with Derek on one thing. I think that for a while. I think for a while, things will probably change because, I mean, at this point, like they, they have to. You know, or otherwise, you know, Activision is in legal, real legal trouble. But this industry, this is what worries me about the whole situation. And after this, I want to kick it over to Mike, see what you think. But this industry has probably the shortest fucking memory of any industry I've ever encountered. Look what happened with. Look what happened with THQ Nordic. They had a they had an AMA on fucking 8chan, which was a which was a board for neo-Nazis and pedophiles like like neo-Nazi pedophiles. Right. They had, a, they, you know, shout out to Mark, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Right. Who, yeah. We all remember shout out to Mark. Also known as your average anime fan. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and. Everybody swore up and down. We're done with THQ Nordic, right? Like, like fucking t- fuck THQ. Like, we're not gonna, we're not going to, you know, we're not gonna patronize them. We're not gonna buy their games, you know, or, or you know, anything that they're publishing. We're done, right? That shit lasted about two weeks. I mean, the thing, and, I, I think it's a little different with Activision than THQ Nordic because THQ or- Nordic owns so much stuff that a lot of people do not realize that they own. <laughs> That's true. There's that. But- it's also one really dipshit marketing guy. And yeah. Somebody above him who was like, we don't want to get rid of a, a suit over well, well, something we so- may create. Compare that to like the, the, the internal culture at Ubisoft and Activision well, no, being well, so well, pervasive. No, 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 no. So, so my point but I get here you're is, is, that, is that the discussion was just forgotten. The yeah. discussion was just dropped. Like, like my, my problem isn't really people running out to buy THQ Nordic published games because that's going to happen. Right. There's nothing I can do about that. My problem was how quickly the whole fucking thing just disappeared. Well, look at cyberpunk. Um, right. Right. Cyberpunk's perfect. Right. We were all worried about it leading up to release. And then it comes out. Crickets for most reviewers. People I respect really dropped the ball on on actually talking about like the shit that needed to be talked about. about oh, yeah. Game. Friends drop the ball. Friends. Yeah. I have too many friends in this industry who really drop. Look at Far Cry 6. I have a lot of friends in the industry who really dropped the ball on what needed to be said. You know, it's that it, 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 it always happens. No, again, as long as you don't make the gamers mad, no one fucking cares. You can do you can mistreat your employees. You can mistreat your marginalized fans. You can mistreat um, everyone. But as long as your core audience, um, I don't know, as long as your core audience is unaffected, as long as they're not, they don't feel isolated you're you're safe you're you're safe from all sort of uh what is it they, who who truly cares about the activision stuff except us and then and 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 the people like uh, in our bubble right well that's the oh, problem god right? i hope the state of california here's oh, yes yes okay of course here's, here's my cynical positivity about this okay. activision thing is i have I, I have some friends and stuff that monitor like job listings at studios and like there have been more and more job listings that have been encouraging like women um, and lesser representative groups to apply. There have been more jobs at, for people that are going to advocate um, for diversity in the workplace. There have been more producer jobs to improve 
um, workflow and a lot of developer uh, wellness at studios that have been known for serious crunch issues and stuff. This and and the thing is, that's all great, but I don't think it's being done for the right reasons. Like John said, it's like the whole attrition thing. But it's like now that we're getting, you know, a huge win light shed on this and like ubisoft has even outright had to state to investors that they're having issues getting people to even apply to work there because right. of how right. well known the um the issues with their work yeah. um the benefits are good are. the groping yeah. less so but yeah but like but and like activision has said that they pl they plan to hire two thousand people who 2000 developers in the next couple of years that's not going to happen um <laughs> with this like i think we're seeing a lot of positive change done for the wrong reasons and i really hope people keep i i hope people give credit to the people that have spoken out well, i hope they give credit to the people that are reporting you know on what's gonna happen just yeah. here's my cynical negativity um <laughs> that's gonna be more than enough for some people the True. The, the the change for the wrong reasons um uh, next week we're gonna get a headline saying um what is it activision like hires x amount of people in some sort of initiative not realizing that number should be either a lot bigger or or, or should be or it should be worded in some complete i, I that's yeah. sort of where i'm i think we're all headed in a couple months so i want to i want to kick this over to mike um mike uh you know we're all hobbyists here right well except for cj like cj reviews games for a living um you know <laughs> Mike, however, Mike is however only a is hobbyist, actual... has no job in this industry. Yeah, Mike is Mike. Mike, you're actually part and parcel of this industry, um, and you're you're a known entity in this industry. What kind of lens do you view this through? Um, uh, so part of the problem is that the the discussion about these things, uh, it is very much a problem uh, that management and employees and the culture is having. But then you also end up with people who are still working at these places. Right. So there are developers, uh, people of color, women, uh, you know, LGBT, who are still working at these companies and are putting in. In fact, uh, I believe that the the writer of Guardians of the Galaxy is a woman. and who are still putting in this work and it's very hard to sort of parse the punish management, but also continue to support these people. Like this is their livelihood still. Yeah. Right. So like there are people within Activision Blizzard and within Blizzard who are walking out and and speaking out and asking for change but they are still technically working within the company and they are still at least trying their best and and part of the interesting part of this discussion was when uh Overwatch changed the uh name of the character the new name is Cole Cassidy yeah. Cole Cassidy right mm -hmm. right and everyone Great responded cowboy name. right and everyone responded with well, I mean, stepping over all of the issues in the culture and stuff. Well, no, the, the people that changed that were the people in the Overwatch team. Yeah, I can't Ooh, imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine having to work on a game where one of the characters is named after somebody that might have abused you. Oh, like, I didn't even fucking thought about that till right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. So so like there, there are people who in there who are changing it for 
themselves and for the correct reasons, but they still technically work at the company. And so this is the, the problem where it's it's super fucking hard to parse it out. And it's like Ubisoft is another situation because someone was like, ah, man, just kick out Yves Guillemot, uh, which sure, but Yves and his family own shares in the company and you cannot force someone to divest those shares. So you kick Yves out of the top. Maybe some stuff changes, but he's still going to profit. Oh, like, for sure. You can't divorce the, them from And that's Ubisoft. the problem. Yeah. Like, trying to divorce Ubisoft, the company that has culture issues, Ubisoft, the management that is doing some heinous things, and Ubisoft, the employees who... Some may want good things, some may have been malcontent, some may still be uh, doing wrong things and are just sort of keeping it on the download. I'm sure there are. Right. So it's so difficult to parse that. And that's part of the problem um, that happens around this. Like, you want to talk about all of this stuff, but also then you end up... Uh, like say if something happens with Square Enix tomorrow, I'm sure there's something uh, at, at one of the studios or something like that. But then the people that you have spoken to who are still inside and who want that culture to change, like their livelihoods are still wrapped up in all of this. And that's part of that. And THQ Nordic is another one of those. It's so weird because they own so many, like they have, literally purchase so many indie they have developers. what like 70 plus teams at this something point like that it's a lot so it's, it's like like damn i've talked to you guys i know you guys but you know your publisher is some shit right like yeah <laughs> and yep. they're like yeah but also like like we weren't a part of that but also uh, it's 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 hard that, I, re- I really like Jeff's approach to all this, which he's really, I think, kind of turned a lot of us around on to, which is you've you've kind of got to make the choice for yourself what you can and can't live with. Yeah. When it everyone comes has to a lot. Yeah, everyone what has you, a lot. What you purchase, what you engage with. But when it comes to the idea of like boycotting games and boycotting companies, like there's it's just not that clean cut and simple. You know, I mean, for all the reasons you you just laid out. Like companies are big and faceless and evil by default, but the people who work within that company yeah. are still people and you, you can't separate if your intention is to inflict pain upon shareholders or, or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or boards or management. It's very difficult to separate that from the people who are actually trying their best to change things from within. Like the stuff, uh, Netflix is another good situation. That's happening with Netflix. And you have employees, trans employees, who are speaking out within the company. But, like, that's their livelihood, and they are still doing the best they can to institute the change that they want in terms of company management and content within the company. They're staging a walkout. They're not quitting en masse. So clearly they intend to continue working at Netflix and and making positive change is what they want to do. Well, and and that's why, you know, Derek and and, and Mike, that's why I am always hesitant to, like, unless it is the most extreme of circumstances to recommend boycotts simply because, you know, like, 
in a way, you're punishing the people who are already being abused at this company. That may be worth it to um, people who who think that it, the, it, the it, end it might goal. be. It might be. Um, and 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 you're not. And see, the thing is, and and, and I, I want to step in and say, like, you're not necessarily punishing those people. I'm just saying it's a very difficult thing, and the line is different for everyone, and those people still do who are not doing malpractice within the company still are a part of the company yeah I and just, cannot sometimes divest themselves from the company easily yeah. i mean even when the thing is happening directly to them they sometimes can't leave because you still gotta pay rent you gotta pay the bills i and a lot so of that's hard. why I, yeah a lot of this is why i i I've been emphasizing tonight, like I want to give credit to the people that have been raising the alarms about these things that have been yeah. speaking yes. out about these issues and stuff, because no matter how I feel like there are some games and some publishers I've not purchased stuff from, there are some that I've taken a break from, you know, to see if things improve, but there are others that, you know, I've heard not good things about and have still purchased some from, but like, I always want to keep these people in mind, um, keep the people that are working on the front lines that are trying to make the place they work better, better. Um, and yeah, so like we, we talked about this at length a couple weeks ago, but like just always keep the people that are really pushing for change within companies in mind. Like if you boycott good, that is a good choice. If you don't, depending on your reasons, at least at the very least, that's final too, but speak out. Yes. And make your voice heard in addition mm -hmm. uh, if you're if you're going to do that. So ignorance is the enemy here. Yeah, like don't even if you do like purchase something from one of these companies, like obviously we talked at length about Riders Republic from Ubisoft earlier tonight, and we said and there was a lot of positive things said about it. We're not like saying you don't have to do that, but like um also just acknowledge that there are issues. Like don't just That's brush off valid criticism and valid issues with it even if you are still supporting it with your own right. money like I, I i think that's just the one line that is easy to not cross like you guys really this. not think i'm gonna have like a whole paragraph in that <laughs> opening like that opening paragraph of my writer's public review and addressing everything at ubisoft like really that's the thing again like in 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 positions of like where you can again speak out like uh, i'm sure mike knows this um it, it's 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 easy for us to kind of forget because we occasionally we don't pay for games it's kind of easy it's it's kind of easy for us to tell people you know don't buy this because we're not we're not buying it either but again i think we're in a position where we we have like we're privileged enough to speak up against uh certain things because we have a platform we have a, a sort of um we we have our soapbox and we can tell people look listen yes i'm still playing this game i'm still enjoying it uh, I'm still going to write about it. I'm essentially trying, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm essentially like right, doing this thing. Um, but I, there is a lot to say about what, what uh, outside of this experience, obviously. Right. And, and, and like I said, everyone has a line mm -hmm. and, and I'm not going to say that boycotting is bad and I'm not going to say not boy. And, and, and if at the end of the day, like Jeff, you decide, Hey, I'm not, I'm just not going to support folks. You can, decide not to buy or watch or consume a thing for any goddamn reason. 
Yes, of course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's really what it all boils okay. down to. If you're like, man, I do not like the cover art for Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's your reason, I'm going to think that's dumb. But <laughs> oh, it's, it's also dumb. your choice. It's your mind. I just don't like JRPGs, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm making that really now. <laughs> that really I, makes I, me I, sad. I, I, that really <laughs> upsets me, CJ. Well, and you know, speaking of speaking of things that upset me, um, I feel oh, like there's your transition. That's, huh? here's, here's that's a, what you're going that, with. That is such a good transition. No, it's here not. Is, here is no. That was beautiful. You know what, John? It was a good transition. John, John, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna hand it to you. That was good. Thank you, CJ. I appreciate that. Was that. Good, man. that was Could good. I? Can I, in fact, beat up a gorilla? Shut the fuck up! You killed no, all no. the goodwill I had. All the goodwill <laughs> I had for you in this hour gone, gone. So, so, so again. Speaking of things, speaking of things that upset me, uh, this past Monday, uh, Nintendo rolled out the I don't know what to call it. The next tier of uh, the, the Nintendo Switch Online expansion. The expansion of Nintendo Switch Online um, for an extra fifty dollars. Uh, annually for an individual account or $80 for a family account, you now have access to N64 and Sega Genesis games. Um, I will say that the most of the Sega Genesis games were already available on Switch as part of the Sega Genesis uh, collection. And then you have the N64 games. Um, and there's there's a lot to unpack here. I went through so I had said that I wasn't going to buy it, but I felt like I this was something I needed since we have a podcast about video games. You have games, more money than common sense, so yeah, that and you know I feel like you know I I need to be able to talk about this on the podcast. So I went ahead and I I went ahead and I I, I took the plunge. Um, thank you. For your uh, you're you're welcome, CJ. I appreciate it. I'm I'm fucking Bobby Kotick over here, man. Fucking just taking <laughs> making sacrifices, you know, just, you know, dropping all kinds of money for, that, uh, for, for the goodwill for, that for the goodwill of the gamers, CJ. Thank you. Man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I don't even know where to begin here. I'll start with the incredibly mixed bag that is the N64 catalog that launched. So. Notably fewer games than launched with the NES and Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis uh, online portions of NSO. Um, and the N64 itself is a, a decidedly, in my opinion, mixed bag of games, period, right? Like some of those games aged wonderfully. Some of them have not aged well at all. Um, I, I don't know about most, but but a, a good chunk of them. Um, a great example is uh, Star Fox 64. That game still fucking rules. Um, and, and Star Fox 64 is one of those games that has translated to the Nintendo Switch Online service very well. Um, Ocarina of Time is one of those games that has not. Um, I'm going to fucking it, fight you, John. I so, swear to God. OK, so Derek, hold on. Hold on. I will Ocarina throw hands and lose. Derek, OK, hold on. You will lose for, for sure. <laughs> uh, that I do agree with you on. But so Ocarina of Time is still classic. And I want to enjoy it on the Switch, but I can't. For, I'm, I'm having a really tough time for two reasons. One, well, three reasons really. One, visual like Nintendo just can't fucking emulate their own games, which is weird because Super Mario 64 was like perfect. It was, and and this is like missing its fucking reflections. Like Super Mario 64, you mean one of the games that you can buy in the Super Mario 3D. Yeah. Oh, wait. You oh, wait. No, 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 no you can't. Can you? Can you? you can't. No, that's right, Mike. You can't do that. 
Um, oh, remember and- when Nintendo decided to drop three ROMs onto a fucking cartridge and tell you fuck you <laughs> to buy it after March of 2021? I oh, we all let it happen. It was great. So <laughs> so I'll say this. So so try so one. And Derek, I'll go ahead and say, trying to go back to N64 Ocarina after playing the vastly superior 3DS remake is tough in and of itself. Don't care. But it's two, so good. two, the thing that, like, the the input lag is noticeable enough to where it's a fucking chore walking across bridges in some of these N64 games. Quick Ocarina question. Of time, yeah. Don't need to interrupt you. Input lag, um, like, directly, like, handheld, whatever, or, yes. like, like, with a control... Man, what the fuck, Nintendo? Yes, in pa- in, yeah, in input lag, whether or not you're playing in handheld or docked. I've tried both. Fuck. Um, and three, you, for the love of, you cannot fucking remap any of the buttons. Not just on Nintendo. Oh yeah, Online, the button mapping is awful. But you you can't. You also cannot do it on the N64 controller that you can purchase from Nintendo. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, use this as a as a as a visual guide for people who are watching for people who are listening. Uh, fuck you, I guess. So <laughs> the way this works, I've got my Nintendo Switch right here in front of me, and uh, on the top of the right Joy-Con. So the Y and B buttons, those are B and A. Yeah. And then X and A are C left and C down, correct? Yes. But yeah, they yeah. are not place like where x is c left and a is c down i think that's reversed right right and then well, and also what what no no derek here's the best it's part nonsensical derek so 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 it goes further than that derek in some games buttons are like two actions are mapped to the same buttons so when you do one you can't do another for example in sin and punishment a game i love to see right if you are if you are if you are firing, you cannot move right because because the fu- because of the button mapping. Because so, the only way to do it is to hold down the R right. button, which turns the four phase buttons into the C the C buttons. Correct. But then you have no A and B. Right. Correct. And so you can't strafe right firing in a game that that it's an on rail shooter. It fucking depends on you being able to strafe left and right. Um, which makes the game extremely difficult to play. Fumble the bag this hard, um, but and then in Mario Kart 64, this is my absolute favorite. In Mario Kart 64, you cannot save your ghost data because you require the Rumble Pack. Um, which of course you can't have the fucking Rumble Pack on the Switch. So so oh Mario god. 64. Oh my god, I not, hadn't heard that one. Mario 60. Oh, Justin, that's a thing. Mario 64 does not let you save your ghost data because you can't jam a rumble pack into the switch. I'm so Why does that you require think? the rumble pack anyway? I'm so, so, oh, is that the memory card? Yeah. It's, it's expansion oh, yeah. pack. Not pack. The okay, pack. not the that's rumble what pack. I mean. Not the rumble pack. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what the fuck I'm Damn, talking about. So you can't but, yeah, play DK64 if it launches. I'm just saying Project 64 works better than this. Bro, for real. Not that we're encouraging emulation. So and and all of for this, games for that are not currently price. reasonably available, I don't particularly care. Okay. Guys, they're charging you an extra fifty bucks for this shit. And I, 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 I can we can we go back to where you said Ocarina of Time's a bad game? Well, no, I didn't say it was a bad game. I said yeah, I said no. Ocarina of Time is a classic. It has the the uh, the version on NSO is people extremely have, subpar. Okay, because I was gonna say people have the gall to pretend FF Seven is good and then shit talk. Derek, Derek, Ocarina of Time? No, no, sir. Okay, first of all, Derek, we're not even not fucking, on my watch. 
we're not even fucking no, and, and by the way we were correct uh, it's it was the memory pack that's what it is you need the memory pack in order okay. to save your ghost in and, and Marlon, know i know released a year before i was born john yeah how the fuck did that's i know re- that's really fucking depressing for me <laughs> um Justin, no, Justin, Justin, while we're on the podcast right now, no, Google Mario 64. Oh, I, uh, I, save I, it. I believe you. I, I, it, I actually, it, just, it, dude, it gives yeah, you the I, screen. It gives you the actual screen uh, that says, sorry, you need the memory pack to save your ghost. John, can I ask you something? Well, you tried, well, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to give the, yeah, Mike, go ahead, man. Uh, so, so, so I, I've had this problem with Nintendo for a while. I had him back when virtual console was a thing. Still have it now. I had it with, Mario 3D All-Stars. Look, if you own the games, just release the damn games. Just release yeah, all of I, the games. Like, I don't have a problem with the price. $50, whatever, for the expansion is fine. I already paid Game Pass Ultimate. That's like 40 bucks every three months or some nonsense like that. Yeah. I don't really care. I get enough out of it. I'll pay the 50 bucks. But one, just put out all the damn games you own. At least the ones you own. Don't, don't, don't piecemeal. Don't drip feed this shit. These games across. And there's and Mike, the there's no Switch. right. Mike, there's no rhyme or reason to it either. To be like three months from now we'll get a game, then five five months after that we'll get a game. There, there's no schedule. And, and then two, look, I'm I, I, the folks who are cracking these games, the emulation folks. They know their ROMs. I I, I think they like, at it. they broke open. 3D All-Stars, and they were just like, oh, yeah, this is just straight-up ROM, and this is the emulator they used. And, like, just hire, like, one of them. Yeah. And make this the only thing that they do. Well, just get in there and fix quality-of-life issues per game. Well, and, you know, Mike, if we're talking (laughs) about quality-of-life issues, and this is where I want to open it up to the whole, kind of the whole panel here, it's not just the N64 games, you know, half of them not running well on 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 the Switch. It's not just the fact that, you know, Sega Genesis is just overall a weird fucking choice, considering most of those games were already available in various forms on the Switch. They're asking you to pay an extra $50 when this service since inception has not had basic shit that we expect out of a console gaming online service like voice chat or the ability to send messages or fucking themes or like, you know, you had to pay. That's true. We do have <laughs> the dark man, theme. gray or, or white. Come on. Yeah. Do man. you guys remember when they asked you to pay more money for fucking cloud saves for yes. fucking cloud saves? Like, and, and so, and right now for an extra $10, I look at what's available on PSN, for example, like no PSN isn't perfect, but I mean, dude, like, or fucking Xbox Live. I mean, Gamepad. Like, Nintendo is so far behind the fucking curve on this shit. And I, I want them. You know, I, I love Nintendo. They're my, they're my, they're my of the big three. They're my favorite. That's no secret. But I, I don't know how much longer I can keep fucking, fuck, fucking around with these guys because. I mean, you'll you'll keep fucking around. You're gonna keep yeah. fucking, <laughs> you're, fucking that's, around. That's an absolute. <laughs> like at the end of the day, I bought 3D All Stars. Same for sure. Same with, with the yeah. rage in my heart, I bought but, it. But but the only the, literally the only reason I I dropped fifty dollars into the new Switch expansion is because I felt like I needed to be able to talk about it. I don't plan on re-upping. I I I I have no desire to play these games on Switch because half of them don't run well. Um, they just, they just don't, they're not emulated well. And 
you know, I, I don't know what it's going to take for Nintendo. I mean, they are consistently two generations, be three generations behind now in, in basic online services. And, and when they're, when you're asking your customers to pay a premium for a service that does not include include the most basic of amenities that are available on on every other platform. I I, I don't and and, and guys, there are twenty six million NSO subscribers. That's a I, lot. I just and it's not even like one hundred percent of Nintendo thing. I just feel like Japanese companies don't care about their backlog it's, like it's that. It's NCL because, specifically, because man. You, yeah, you you also. You're talking about the Pixel remasters. Them fonts are still dog shit, man. Yeah, they're Come dog on. shit. That's <laughs> pure dog and shit. And fixing the fonts is so easy that it really it's is. mystifying that somebody... Dude, dude they fixed the fonts the company the same day. Like, that somebody hasn't just said, hey, man, don't we own the, the old Final Fantasy font? Yeah, man, we do. Can, can I just license that from you real quick and throw it in the game? Mike, it, Mike, the, the, Mike. The funny thing about that is our friend Scott White uh, at RPG Site. He was the first one. He was the first one to mod the Pixel Remaster fonts. Shinji Hashimoto retweeted his guide on how to on how to mod the fonts, and he was the former fucking brand man manager for Final Fantasy. Like he retweeted it. So I mean, yeah, like like and 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 this and but what my what Mike is saying is is true, right? Like there is a. There's a there's a bigger issue here when it comes to you know taking care of your backlog and showing Capcom respect. Is the best at this stuff. Sorry, was what's that? Chat. Yeah, the, somebody the mentioned chat in chat, Cap- Capcom. Capcom. Oh, absolutely. No, Cap- is- Capcom. Capcom. Like the the two leaders in I mean games preservation right now are Capcom and Microsoft. Like 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 I mean I mean hands down. There's there's no debating that. I can play Conquer and- Live Reloaded on my fucking Xbox. You know how fucking great that is and yet i there's no way to play any fucking game boy games on my fucking switch yeah yeah like i the castlevania on. collection just came out where's symphony of the night can i play symphony of the night right no now? you can't no on you can't switch. not on your why switch not? You can, not on your switch, that, so there's actually a story about why you can't play that on the switch but you can play it on ps4 and it's really funny um so the symphony of the night it's remaster make me die inside won't it Yes, it will. Um, cool. The Symphony of Night remaster came out. Was it last cool. year on PS4? Two years yeah. ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. The reason it's a PlayStation exclusive is because Konami <laughs> had lost the source code, but Sony um, uh, had archived yeah! all of the PSP uh, game code. Um, no, it's it, the remaster is based off of that. Yeah, so it's that remaster is based off of the PSP version of Symphony of the Night, and the only reason it happened was because Sony happened to have it because Konami had lost it. That's why this voice all, is all, I, all I hear after Justin saying that is, yeah, or like, like tactics, uh, Final Fantasy tactics. I love tactics. I'd buy tactics right now. The, it's on iOS yeah. and Android. Put that put shit. That- well, and, and to be fair to that one, Mike. To be fair to that one, like a Final Fantasy Tactics remaster was part of that big GE Force leak. We'll we'll see if that actually comes true. But you know there are, and, and the thing is, the crazy thing is, dude, literally everything sells on the fucking Switch. 
like 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 everything fucking sells on the switch and, and so i don't know why nintendo is not like right now like look but guys make a new fucking star fox game make a new fucking punch out game like dude the shit will sell people are buying our shit on the fucking you're, switch. you're selling look, like so so like doom the movie came out and if you go on amazon right now the number one thing in kindle books is doom the book metroid dread comes out Yep. Why are the Metroid games not all available on why, Switch? Why are they and having why? to they're sell well on the Wii U? Why are they fucking They're not available anywhere. Metroid <laughs> like, games like, are like, topping the charts on Wii U because that's how desperate people are to try to play these. Like, like, like and this is something we talked about, Mike, for uh, leading up to Metroid Dread. It's like, guys, it's really cool that you tweet about Metroid Fusion and about how it's essential to oh understanding God. the story of Dread. It's really fucking cool. And it'll be even cooler if you <laughs> could actually fucking play that game on your switch I as opposed to either hunting down a game boy advance or buying a wii u like i i, I thought for sure when i saw that tweet thread start because it was like a whole thread and they were like, like oh, it throughout the game. Was, yeah I'm i thought for i thought for sure i'm like oh they're leading up to it they're gonna say and guess what you can play it right now, now at the end Nope, nope, nope. There's no, and they were they were tweeting about Zero Mission and fucking Fusion, and it's like, guys, the only Metroid guys, like, what are you doing? And oh, fuck you. It's and, and they're like, and they're and like, and they're available right now on the Game Boy Advance and the Wii U if you can find one. Like, go go download that shit, lads. Like, and 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 I I I had been saying like they are obviously just like Justin. I was like they're gonna drop them on Switch. Like that, that's what this means. We're we're leading up to it, and it just it just never fucking happened. My my thing and, is my thing is they don't even have uh, to sell them at this point. Just drop them on the online service. If they're so insistent on doing that, people will eat it up even more if they decide to fuck it. Our entire backlog is on this shit. So so that's my next question, CJ, is do we think so there along with N64, there were a lot of rumors that we we're going to get Game Boy and Game Boy Color games as well. And I, I think those are those are coming at some point, clearly. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the ROM emulator folks like tore into that and uh, apparently the systems are numbered. So yeah. There is spots like Sega Genesis is apparently like number five. I so, saw that. And and like N64 is like number three. So there's like two more spots. If we get Game Boy games, what they're going to do is they're just going to drop them in, in the fucking gross pea green. Not going to give you any filter options to nope. like change it up. No super options. You're, you're just going to have to play them. In the you can't even color. fucking remap the N64 controls. They're not going like, to give you fuck, any of that shit. Oh, what's that? You wanted Game Boy games? Fuck you. You wanted to play uh, Link's Awakening DX? No, fuck you. You're going to play the original version. Have fun with that shit. And <laughs> and, and so, so, uh, so two questions for you guys. Well, one question and then a prediction. I'll ask the question first. If we had gotten... G, uh, Game Boy and GBC games, along with N64 games, do you think the reception to NSO this week would have been stronger? Do you think people would have been more Pro positive? Probably. About it? I mean, yeah. it'd, it'd be something more likely to be positive out of this whole affair. You and know? Also, I think, I think there's just a case for the library of those games, kind of. I, I've said this before, people have gotten mad at me, but like going back to playing like ACK, well, apparently not even well emulated N64 games, completely unimproved very difficult these days where right. i think like game boy color game boy advance games much easier to kind of jump back yeah. in um yeah. and a lot and there's a lot of games in nintendo's own catalog that they could put on there that would be really well received like we were talking about with metroid um i just i just I, the, the thing that really gets me 
And I never had high expectations for the quality of these things, although apparently it's quite a bit lower than even my low expectations. Yeah, it's uh... Um, the thing that really gets me is just the huge price hike to go along with it, because it feels like Nintendo tax, baby. It feels like the goal was to more than double the price of this service. And so they threw something out so they can say they added something to it instead of, hey, we took the time to have some good emulators and a good selection of games to add to this service. But we have to increase the price. Um, it, It really feels like the price increase dictated that they had to do something versus doing something dictated that they had to increase the price. I mean. I mean, honestly, I just think that Nintendo N- Nintendo is going to charge what they're going to charge because it's right now it's the Switch and people they know people will buy it. They'll pay for it. That, I mean, I, I don't I think it's as simple as that. Um, and, and here's a prediction for you guys. I, I, I asked a question and I'll throw a prediction out. And I want to see what you guys happen. think. I think we'll get Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. I do not think we'll get GBA games. Yes, yeah, that's exactly the kind of dumb shit Nintendo would pull. No, no. Yeah. It's gonna, okay, and they're going to. OK, so what's going to happen with the Game Boy games? And I, they're going to have like. Three or four heavy hitters launch, and Eric's then the rest dead. are gonna be the rest are gonna be like whatever fucking bullshit they can pull. Like what's like I, the I, most obscure, gross Game Boy game you can think of? They're gonna put that like day one. Yeah, like fuck it. It'll be it'll be like uh, it'll be like you know it'll be the Game Boy ad- adaptation of Minority Report. You know, like, like starring yes. Tom Cruise. You yes. know, like it's but but it, to be perfectly honest with you, Mike, you tell me what you think. I don't think we're gonna get GBA games at all. Um, and I also don't think we're going to get GameCube games. I think Game Boy. Game oh, we're definitely games. not getting GameCube no, games. No, no. Game, no. the GameCube never existed at this point. So, so, and 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 I do not think that GBA is happening. Like, like, period. Because I mean, like, some of the, like Ari of Sorrow is already on the fucking Switch, and and or, and that that is one of like you know the marquee games that you would expect for for GBA online. I think they probably will eventually put zero mission and fusion on switch simply because you know nintendo's gonna you know i'm sure they're looking at amazon right now and they're looking at sales on the wii u like holy shit imagine if we put these on the switch at least going by regular you know regular brain meat log that's all we'll do is imagine but this is nice imagining it john this is nintendo yeah just doesn't work like that i know like i mean sony has they hired me these people are fucking idiots (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> has not been good about you know further back- backwards compatibility yeah, stuff, uh, beyond the ps4 but like it, i think if sony had some like solid evidence that people would pay them money like and pay good money for re-releases of some of these games i think they would at least work on something i mean uh playstation pc they yeah. put out a couple games they were like oh oh we can give you like two three-year-old games and you will eat them up hey and we can charge do this. 50 we can charge fifty dollars for games that we're giving away for free or cost ten bucks on a regular basis. It's like they're not reading my tweets. Like I will pay seventy dollars for a, a Sly Cooper remake. Hell, man, put a fucking like like eight, bump the resolution up. I'll pay eighty. Like, it's out. like they're not paying attention. Derek Derek looks so depressed right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Derek just looks sad. I, and I, I think they'll do GB uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color as one thing. I think so too. And yep. GBA, I, I think we'll get GBA. You think we're gonna get any other third party consoles? Like, do you think we're gonna get Game Gear or we're gonna get um, Turbo Graphics sixteen, Why motherfucker? No, dude, give me the fucking Saturn. Like, if you really want to, they're not gonna me. put the Saturn. There's no you games on the Saturn. Saturn on there. <laughs> no, the Saturn not. didn't exist. No. 
Do you know so, how hard it is to emulate this? Saturn actually, so so well? Justin, so, like, so about that. No, 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 no. About that. Uh, MVG. He's a. He, you know, he's in a, he podcasts with Nate, who's you know direct feed. He got really smart guy. He he's a he's a developer. So I mean, he knows what he's talking about. And there are so. Uh, a couple of Saturn games recently got released on the Switch, right? Cotton, Cotton 2, and Guardian Force. And somebody uh, somebody actually broke into those games and found that they're running on a Saturn emulator on the Switch. Um, and Urban so, legend. The, the Saturn never actually existed. It never so. existed at all, for sure. Right. Um, but but they, learned that, they learned that if you hack the Switch and you replaced the file in one of those Saturn games with another Saturn game that game would play flawlessly. Okay, okay, um, well, that, that that's a very particular emulation thing. As we've seen that Nintendo is having trouble putting a decent N64 emulator on the Switch Online service. Yeah. The Saturn, which is a notoriously hard console to accurately I mean, emulate, the, the N64 do you think they're going to do that? The <laughs> N64 is a weirdly hard console to emulate, fucking... actually. I mean, I mean, the N64 is a hard console to emulate, for sure. Um, also, Nintendo is absolutely there. kicking themselves. They are the 3DS. There's so many bangers on the 3DS that oh my they God. will never be able to bring yeah. anywhere. Yep. Like uh, a link between worlds, <laughs> um, or uh, the Dragon Quest uh, remasters that I still want to play. Uh, the, like, yeah, the, the, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, four, five, and six. Those are never coming to Switch. Um, yeah, they can, and, dude. They're on <laughs> mobile platforms. It's not. No, 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 I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying they're not like well, they're, they're never not gonna, but that's totally different from being um, incapable. But, uh, you know, like like it, it's it's like we've been saying, right? Like this all goes back to one, a lack of a lack of respect for, you know, the games that got you where you are. And and two, like, I think that it's a vast people are vast or, you know, is, companies like Nintendo and Square Enix are vastly underestimating how badly people want to play old games on their new systems like look at jim ryan right like look at how mocked and derided he was for saying nobody wants to play these old games literally the entire community went no yes we fucking do jim ryan like that's why and and uh, you know the ps3 you were able to play ps1 classics you were able to play ps2 uh, ps2 classics you can't do fucking hardly any of that shit like cars on, the game on that console it can't yeah like ps5 you can forget about ps1 games and most ps2 games um you know i want a console that and, and xbox is doing this beautifully i want a console where i can take my purchases with me across generations and i have zero confidence that nintendo is going to do that um i do not expect the the next console to be able to play half of my switch games that i own now uh which fucking sucks um but, you know, somebody had mentioned and, you know, we'll, we'll close with this. Somebody had mentioned uh, that Capcom was really good at games preservation. And I agree. But also Capcom, where the fuck are Mega Man Legends 1 and 2 remastered? And where the fuck are the Battle Network games? Capcom, come on. Where's Puzzle Fighter? Where's Power Stone? Capcom, come on. Where's Dino Crisis? Well, Capcom can adventure. only do so much at once, man. This These guys also, were... Also, technically, it's not Capcom. Technically, it's Is Digital, it digital Clips. Clip. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Rival schools. Somebody in chat threw a toss out rival schools. Um, so, uh, but, like, maybe Digital Eclipse is working with Capcom and something else, but, I mean, I believe, weren't they trying to, they were part of the Marvelous Capcom 2, like, free MVC2 thing? Yes, yeah. Now, that is something, Mike, that I believe is actually happening. 
I think I, I think I think they're they're going to end up uh, being able to port Marvel vs. Capcom too. We're going to get that. We're going to get JoJo back. We're going to get all their old fighting games in a perfect world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, and there that, still won't be a new Darkstalkers. I I was literally Derek. I was literally <laughs> no. Which is funny because Darkstalkers is the like the reason Marvel can't happen is because Disney would be like, hey, you're gonna have to pay us, and then the license would die again, which is why you yeah. can't buy like Deadpool or anything like that. But Darkstalkers is the one you own. You own I, it. Yeah. I literally <laughs> was about to say Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers like, was literally Marvel before there was Marvel. I mean, it's 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 that gameplay engine. So I'll take Darkstalkers one, two, and three remastered at this point. Like just just, just go straight to Vampire and Savior. Why even play the first two? Because they're great. Yeah, but they're just lesser. And they're so I'm not getting into this. They're so pretty. Let's not get into Darkstalkers yeah, debate right now. I'm not. So, so um, in, in closing here, uh, you know, we'll we will uh, we will end on a on a letter. I'm glad we ended with the Nintendo discussion and not the uh, Blizzard discussion. We can that make was, a lot more jokes like, about oh, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah I mean, the Nintendo about. stuff is just is just. It's just I was bitching about Nintendo, really. Yeah. Like, Nintendo, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, it's also like, really funny since we just, you know, have gone in so heavily on how much we loved Metroid Dread. And, and then this know, comes up and we're just like, God damn it, this again. fucking company. <laughs> Mike looks like he wants to say something. Go ahead, Mike. No, no, it's just it's it's just the Nintendo. It's just it, it bothers me. It's like, <laughs> like, look, at, at the very least, Skyward Sword. Uh, I, I I don't like Skyward Sword, so yeah, when the remaster came out, I was just like, "Oh, good, uh, one I don't have to buy." But yeah, Twilight Princess. I can't charge, believe they're going to charge can't... like forty nine ninety nine, and I'm going to buy it. And I I am sure I'm going to be angry, like just holding that's it. That's the thing, Mike. <laughs> Mike, that's the thing. I am sure that Twilight Princess and Wind Waker ports are going to happen at some point, and I'll buy them. I'll buy them because um, I'm an idiot. I'm a and, sucker. And I'm, I'm part of the problem. I know yeah, I'm part of too. the problem. That doesn't mean it's still not a problem. That's why I'm buying the pie. That's why I'm buying the pixel remasters on console or on uh, or on PC because I'm part of the problem. Uh, all right. So we will wrap it up here. Um, uh, Mike, dude, uh, it was great having you on. Finally, man. Thanks so uh -huh. much for joining us, man. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. You're welcome, Mike. It was Mike. I miss you, too. I miss you, too, Mike. I want to I want to hug all you guys like. Fucking, I don't know, Mike. Do you think PAX East will happen next year? Do you think that's a thing that's that's possible? Uh, maybe. I, I mean, so, will man. people go? I mean, there was a PAX West this year. Uh, in name, yeah, but was it? I mean, uh, I mean, I, I am hoping that things will have uh, calmed down enough with the pandemic where I feel comfortable enough, comfortable enough going next year because uh, there's there's so my many big, people I miss. My big question is more not if like fans will go to these events but if like companies will be willing to send people to by next events. year i think so by next year i think so like maybe yeah 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 um but don't forget guys so this is our last podcast before uh extra life it's gonna be we got a big week next week we're gonna have shirts that are gonna be here um we are going to be streaming some mario party that friday and then our 24-hour pokemon nuzlocke and we're also we and we this time we are joining forces with finn who traditionally runs his own uh his own he's still gonna be doing his own feed on his own separate channel but but we're, we're pooling all our money together yeah. um it's it's going towards one big pot so please come support us for that it'll be derek finn or it'll be derek justin uh brit and myself uh right here at my place we're gonna be having a, a whole lot of fun we're gonna be doing a lot of drinking like a lot of eating uh and a lot of a lot of that video game playing that a lot people of screaming talking about a lot of screaming uh, and my other. son 
my son is going to be here so you guys will all get to meet my kid um and uh it's yeah. good that you didn't you 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 got to bring your son home just for yes. this event I, yeah, I know, yeah wherever you send him it just kind of <laughs> yeah no he's yeah it's going to be an interesting weekend for him for sure he's um, going to hear some things from me i just want you to know that's fine once once first edible is down <laughs> The last, you know, I, well, this you guys will be are like, about to get wild in Virginia. Right. <laughs> I know it's gonna, it's gonna definitely. Uh, Once you get me and Britt on the stream together, I mean, it's gonna get Derek. Derek is gonna very Derek loud. Is, Derek is gonna be maximum Derek for the kids. Um, but uh, with that, we will go ahead and sign off here. Please tune into us every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget, all of our podcasts go up uh, the following week on. Uh, uh, SoundCloud and Spotify and all the major podcast services. Um, we also have a Discord. Let's get that Discord button there. Uh, please join our Discord. Uh, we are over 335 members now, which is fucking crazy. Never, that kind of blows my mind every time I think about it. Um, we got a cool, inclusive community, and we would love to have you join us and hang out. Uh, and all that being said, take care of each other. Remember, kindness costs nothing. We will see you next week for Extra Life.